I don't know that I really want to get into this, but uh, I, I, I guess we kind of have to, right? Yeah. For for Dave. For Dave. So. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy. Mike, Steve, not Dave. Dave is off on, uh, you know, personal business, uh, likely uh, meeting with uh, Mr. Levy and Lewis, I would say. It's either that or he's uh, off in search of the perfect Chicago dog. So One today, of the two. Today, yeah. uh, today you get a cheese dog and uh, what, what was your moniker? I'm taking chili dog. Chili dog, that's what it was. <laughs> Dave's the only one who gets like a cool, like a cool dog. You know, I get like fat guy dog. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> Making fun of the fat guy again. Classic Dave. Classic Dave. So how was your, uh, how was your weekend, Stephen? Ah, uh, not too bad. I'm enjoying the warmer weather that we've got today. Um, we had a contractor out doing some work for us. Um, it's going to cost more than we expected because when he got in there, he realized just how terrible the thing was put together. Um, which it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, there's no way he could have known it, it would have been that much extra work, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. Right. You know, on the plus side, he's doing a good job. I really appreciate that he's, uh, you know, he always asks before he makes an additional purchase of material, and he always explains, this is why I need it. Let me show you what's going on. I, I appreciate that um, out of a contractor. It's a little added honesty from your contractor, you know, it makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's never pushing it like, oh, I absolutely need this. It's always, well, you know, this is the best thing for your deck. We don't need to do it, but it'll just deteriorate even more if we don't. So you know, up to you. It's like, well, yeah, it's a no brainer. We're trying to get the thing fixed. I don't want to have to replace it every year. Um, but it still sucks. Uh, it really does. Easter was fun though. Oh, um, good. Yeah. Isaac did a, an egg hunt at my in-laws. That was very enjoyable to watch. Um, he got so excited every time he saw an egg They I, they hid, for him and his two cousins, something like 170 eggs. Holy Moses. Yeah. So they were all going to town finding eggs. And what was amusing for me was when we got everything back inside and, and he's going through and he's opening all the eggs. And it's like, oh, I wonder what's in this one. It's candy. Oh, I wonder what's in this one. It's candy the entire time. It was all candy. There was candy in every single one of them, but he was still excited for it. As excited well, yeah. as egg number one as he was egg number 80 or whatever. <laughs> like, Why the hell not? You know, you're, it's I, enjoyable. I think you're, yeah, my 14-year-old my and 10-year-old and, uh, still do it, you know? Um, this year for me, uh, Easter was wicked fun. Um, Saturday, we went to Stowe, met, met up with my parents and... Um, and my godmother and um and uh had some lunch uh amy uh, couldn't go she was a little sick so um she wasn't able to go she i think she had what the kids had you know earlier in the week um which you know par for the course but uh we went and had a nice lunch in stow uh went to the cold hollow cider mill afterward on the way back then hit ben and jerry's of course then we tried to go to a new brewery. I was going to bring you guys uh, something new for Hey Mike uh, from this new brewery that was in Waterbury. But uh, 
alas, we walk up to the door and as I'm starting to open the door, I get a finger waved in my face from inside. And I ah. hear all I hear is, look at the sign. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I missed the sign. So I looked at the sign and it said, no kids, no dogs. Only brewery in the state where my kids have never, has not been allowed in. So I said, screw Why? it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, it doesn't really matter. I, 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 now I will make judgments on their beer, whether it's good or not. Um, I went to Prohibition Pig instead, um, which was a better option anyway. They got really great beer. Um, and I did get a, a, a beer that I was planning on using today, but didn't. Um, but have chosen otherwise. Um, but uh, after that, we uh, we went home, you know, just hung out on Saturday for the rest of the evening. And then uh, Sunday got up, did the whole did the whole Easter thing with the kids, the Easter baskets and stuff. And uh, I made a shitty breakfast. I burned the potatoes and well, they were at church. <laughs> you know, it all, it all happened because I think God was smiting me because I didn't go to church. Um, that sounds about right. But yeah, they came back. We got like the deck furniture up. It was nice. It was nice on our deck, nice and warm. Sun was beating down on it. Um, I got some ribs going on the smoker, did some ribs, uh, made mac and cheese. We did a, while the ribs were smoky, we did an egg hunt. Um, I had put the eggs out at like 630 in the morning. You know, it was fucking cold out, man. So I'm out there. We only do, I only do 20 eggs a piece, you know? So we, I had 40 eggs and, uh, they were done with the egg hunt by the time Amy came out. Because they because they already know where they all are, right? Because I had yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, we've not had acknowledgement from either of the kids yet that they know that Easter Bunny or Santa isn't, you know, is mom and dad. And uh this time <laughs> uh Lily looks right at me and she goes, Dad, I think you might need to need to make a better effort next year. <laughs> <laughs> So now That's I'm thinking. Awesome. Now I'm thinking in my head. I've got some ideas running through my head. I'm going to hide them all in the woods, or, or I'm not going to hide any eggs and just be like, go find them. <laughs> See them how long it takes. Let them run around for an hour looking for eggs. <laughs> but it was a good weekend. Uh, we get to see our favorite football club sneak by. Uh, you know, family time is always good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, mean, I still can't get over no kids, no dogs. It's well, it's like it's like the nineteen, it's like the nineteen eighties and nineties. It's like, like it's a CD bar. You shouldn't be bringing your kids in there. You know, breweries are different. They they allow your kids in. I, I get the no dogs kind of, but like breweries typically allow your kids in. There's food there usually. You know, there's there's something that that you. Know, that's there they have something non-alcoholic that that they can go into it's not like you know a bunch of people in there smoking and and that kind of shit you know i just don't understand the logic like what what reason could there be well you're you're moving a whole demographic of people you know away from your brewery because you know a lot of a lot of the young professionals have younger kids Right. And I I guess maybe you don't want the kids running around that kind of stuff. My kids are well behaved. They don't do that shit, but, um, shit, my kid doesn't do that. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, at, at the same time, like both my kids grew up in a brewery. Basically, Goodwater was like the place they grew up in, you know. And it's not like it's not like they're like I said, it's not like a CD bar that you know, with with you know shady shit going on in there. You, it's like I said, they're just cutting out a whole demographic of people, especially like tourists, you know, who yeah. come through with their kids and they want to try Vermont Brewery. Not Sorry. that one. Not that one. And it's not like they're the only game in town either. I mean, there's literally dozens of other options within driving distance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like quick driving distance. You can go to the Alchemist. You can go to Von Trapp. You can go to uh, Isle Time. Um, Pro Pig, we walk to, you know, um, is right there. And then right across from Pro Pig, of course, is the craft beer cellar where I went and spent uh, 60 something dollars on three beers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, you know, it's such a, it's such a crazy thing. I, I don't get, I don't get that shit, but whatever. Yeah. yeah you uh, know what I don't get? What's that? I don't get why we play the exact same tactical bullshit when time and time again, we've seen this season that it just doesn't really work. Yeah. That is, that is what's baffling to me. You know, I kind of, I kind of I, I liked that there were like points in the first half where I noticed like Decky was dropping back in the midfield, and that was kind of fun to watch. You know, um, it, having that extra midfielder and having the two up front, um, you know, playing like a three, like almost like a modified three five two. Um, but then we fell right back into the old, the the old system, the old three four three, and you know. And I, I understand why they kind of wanted to do that three five two, um, which was to kind of stop the flow of of uh, Brighton's attack through the middle, right? You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, so you don't want to get overrun in the midfield, but at the same time, like it was happening anyway. So they fell back into the old same old tactics. But what really pissed me off was the same fucking same exact fucking lineup. Oh, absolutely. Try something new out there, man. And just, it it didn't come off well for me. You know, I don't know about you, but like, I felt like we were shit. No, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's one of those games where the scoreline really flatters us. You know, Sun scored an absolutely beautiful goal, which, you know, we know he's capable of doing that. Um, he just isn't consistently doing that this season. Uh, and frankly, after he put that in there, did he really offer much else? It was one moment of magic. It was enough, right? Because at the end of the day, it was two to one. We we needed that goal to advance. Um, but, you know, it, it was just a really poor showing. And the fact that, you know, the, the kicker for me is that Brighton, had the first goal rightfully chalked off for, you know, handball. Fine. But you saw how easily it was for them to carve open our defense. No changes. Nothing different. We just kept inviting that same sort of pressure on. You know, they ended up getting that goal, tying the game. Another handball that went against them, 
no changes after that either. We're consistently putting ourselves in positions where we are inviting this pressure. We are getting lucky in this case that it did not result in us getting buried, but nothing was done to, to, to impact that. Like we didn't shift personnel around. We didn't adjust our tactics to compensate for the deficiencies. We just kept playing the game this time. We got lucky and it works in our favor and we did get lucky. I mean, absolutely. Let's just put it out there. Brighton should have had the two one going into the last 70, what 70 plus minutes. Uh, The last, sorry, the last 30 plus minutes, um, 20 or 30, but VAR was just fucking awful. I mean, that was blatant penalty that Brighton should have got. We would have been behind two to one. Do we come back and, and tie that game? Probably not. Cause you know what? Brighton is more efficient with the work that they do. If they went ahead, I don't think we get the draw. I think we lose that game if that if that penalty is rightfully given. And you know, I I I've seen this argument all over social media as well. VAR is shit for everybody right? We lucked out on it and we ended up winning the game. Brighton could have and should have put away many more opportunities, but that's almost dismissing the fact that we were poor. We invited those opportunities. They did not get lucky on the day. We did. Great. Do we want to go through the last, what, nine games of the season playing the are we going to be lucky game? Because I sure as shit don't. I would rather we be convincing and commanding in our approach to the game. I, you know, for me, uh, I thought I thought we were pretty terrible uh, on the day, um, and, you know, and, and still we're still playing Conte light ball, right? Uh, which is like. That's a disgusting Conte light is a disgusting beer to have to swallow. Um, you know, but Conte light ball, you know, we, we invite the pressure and we always invite the pressure and, and try and counterattack. The problem with that system, and it's always been the problem, is that if I mean we got we got kind of lucky at the end of last season because things were clicking for our defense at that time, um, and things were just working. I think that. Um, that this year it just hasn't worked because of our defensive inconsistencies. Um, Dyer's been shit since October. Um, Longley is good, then bad, and then good, then bad. He's just, there's no consistency there. Romero, you never know when he's going to make a boneheaded play. Um, and, you know, we have nobody else we can stick in there. Uh, Sanchez, we tried on the left side last week, and he was less affected than he is on the on the right side. Obviously, um, they even tried to put Jaffa Tanganga, which maybe at the time was a good idea, but the guy hasn't played in fucking two months, um, and he didn't look bad, but like he was badly needed because you know, and this is part of the defensive inconsistency we don't have a wing back on that side that knows how to play defense that can play defense. So, you know, I think that, I think that on the other side, Pedro Porro is not a, as great a defensive, uh, a defensive winger either, but he's able to use his speed to kind of overcome some of those, some of those issues he has defensively. Whereas Parasic is 136 years old. And I say this be him being younger than me, but he looks like he's fucking my dad's <laughs> age. Um, 
you know, Perisic was good. Like I, I, I'll give it to him. We we actually did look good a number of times on counterattacks, like really good. We just weren't we just weren't burying the chances. Like Hoiberg with his little stutter step. Um, you know, if 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 he's a winger or or uh, another striker, he's burying that ball every single time on on probably first touch. Um, you know, Decky Decky playing more of a midfield role for a good part of that first half um was looked was asked to be more of a distributor than than a partner on a on a on a break um harry kane again for me was pretty consistently good all game um i think he had his times where he was playing defense well uh he had but he had like he was consistently good he wasn't superstar harry kane but he was consistently good and I think the pro the real problem that we are going to be able to, I think, overcome that we've had all season is the fact that Sonny now might have a little more freedom to, to, to play from the corners from driving those balls deep into the corners and playing off of his man and sweeping around. Cause he can make that shot 99 times out of a hundred that he made. That's his style of play. You know, he runs on the break and he beats his man into the box. He doesn't play like a traditional hold up striker role with his back to the box to the goal. And he just, that's not his style of play. So he can't, that's why he's not scoring goals this year. He's not free to kind of move around. No. And I don't know if you saw, there was an interview with him um, where he, he pretty much admitted it as such. Their tactics are set up where they're expected to make more crosses into the box, which is not, what son wants to be doing you know he wants to be cutting in and, and taking those those incredible efforts was that the thing but that they did on a uh, spurs play or whatever was it a i don't know if it was spurs, spurs play, play or if it was like one of those because sometimes he does the korean language uh, yeah okay. as well. i i i, I can't I believe i bought that shit by the way you know it was fun for the uh preseason games and then it's like all right well you know now what uh you know you can watch the women's games and you know, and the youth, but but youth the, what pisses me off is like none of it's advertised, right? You kind of have to like go there and look for it. Um, yeah. Other platforms, it's like, hey, we've got this coming up, and it's like, great. I now I'm thinking about it. I, I don't really see Spurs doing yeah. that. Um, but I, I want to talk Harry Kane because there was one sequence in particular that we kind of called out in our our group chat. And it was the one where Kane was in midfield and played that incredible ball up to Perisic, who then screwed the chance. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, yeah, Kane, we know he can he can pick a pass like that. We know he's brilliant um, when he needs to be. But we would be so much better served with a system that had an actual creative midfielder to be where Kane was feeding those balls to Kane. You know, Kane shouldn't be feeding them to Perisic who has one freak accident goal for us. He should be on the receiving end of those passes because he's the more clinical finisher. I don't understand why we are consistently putting ourselves in a position where we're hoping that either Kane works magic or he finds somebody who, you know, can, can put the ball away. But what we've seen this season, nobody is consistent at doing that. Who's, you know, who's... even, even Decky and I love Decky. His finishing was awful. 
you know, he was getting into incredible positions. He was doing some fantastic work down the right, but just his final ball was trash. Do you think that was because he was uh, a little more tired from having to run and, 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 and be that guy in the midfield early in the game. And, and, you know, he, that that's arguably harder work to do than, you know, than flying down, flying down the wing. Um, Cause you have to be, it's, it's a physical game in the middle. Um, I mean, not to say that the pl- playing on the wing isn't physical, but you know, you have, you have big physical defense midfielders. I mean, not really in Brighton, but um, that you have to deal with, you have a center backs that, that, that you're having to deal with when you're trying to create, um, you know, I think Decky could be that guy, but uh, that's not his game. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's the sun problem, but on the right, the okay. only difference is, you know, Decky, I think is a little bit more dynamic of a player and he's able to compensate for this tactic of crossing the ball in um, by doing something a little bit different, whereas Sun, he desperately wants to be driving inside and taking shots, and he's just kind of not able to do that this season. Right, and it yeah. becomes a confidence issue, right? When they're not able to play to their strengths and they're not doing the the things that they want to be doing, when they get those opportunities, it just doesn't come off. You know, they're at a practice. They, they're they not taking those efforts as many times during a game as they might if we had a different tactical setup. Um, so that, I mean, that to me is the most frustrating thing, right? We have the golden boot winner from last season on our team who is being played in such a way that he can't be effective the same way he was last season. Why? It just baffles me. It, it It's a stubbornness, right? Like we've heard Stellini talk about it in his press conferences. Yeah, you know, I'm shaped by all the work that I've done over the last decade with Conte. It's like, great, but you've got control now. You see what the problems are. Why not change something? I mean, l- let's just look at the substitution that inevitably came with Danjuma coming in, Sun moving out to the right. Did you notice, like, he he was immediately way more aggressive and dynamic on that side. Why is he not getting the game time? I just, I don't understand it. His run, by the way, um, is what opened up space for Kane to slot our second. He pulled two defenders with him. The space opened up more in the center and Hordier was able to pull it back for uh, for Kane. Because he's a dangerous attacker that, uh, he is a dangerous attacker that, nobody even knows how to defend yet because he doesn't fucking play so they you know he comes on and and nobody knows like what's this guy capable of i mean all we all we know is is from his previous experience right um outside of spurs this is a guy this is a guy that we brought in to spell sunny but because it wasn't quote unquote Conte's guy, he didn't get the fucking play. I mean, that's like that would be like my son going over to Nordic, you know, choosing to go over to Nordic and the Nordic coach, you know, saying, Well, he came from far post. He's not really my guy. I didn't want him here. So he's never gonna play. I mean, that's fucking bullshit. You have a guy who's capable of playing a position and playing it pretty well. He's done it for a few years now. And he's young and he's an exciting player and he's fast. He's good on the ball um he's and he's able to draw to draw men 
draw defenders to him opening lanes up uh and on that goal dude like Hoiberg I think had a fucking shockingly awful game in my opinion um except for that one ball dude that was some next level shit to be able to pick out that pass because he I don't know he looked up maybe for a split second but he didn't see him there you know he didn't see him there Pedro Porro was coming on right on the other side. Yep. Yep. And, but he didn't, there's no way he saw Harry Kane. Was he just trying to, was he just hoping that somebody was going to be there? You but see, you, knew, this, you know, it's one of those things though. You know, that like the second that Harry Kane gets that touch game over. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing that I think it, it amuses me about the Spurs fandom. Um, you get these players like Hoiberg and frankly, like son who have been consistently bad for large stretches of these games one moment of brilliance, all is forgiven, right? And yeah, you know, credit words do. We we needed both of those individual moments to win us the game. But does it really erase the fact that for, you know, 90, 89 minutes, they were just not up to it? I mean, you know, two things can be true at the same time, right? Sun can have scored an incredible, beautiful goal and the rest of the game, he really wasn't offering much. Both of those can be true statements. And yet you try to criticize somebody like Sun, and everybody just wants to, to hang you for it. It's like, look, I get it. I love him. He's an incredible steward of the club. But he just hasn't been up to it. And I do blame the tactics that I mean, that that's that's all I can do. You know, he's he's not effective in the setup. We all know that, <clears throat> but he keeps getting the game time. Well, I mean, and, they need to change something up if they're if they're going to continue with those tactics. But if they're going to change their tactical setup, which which they might they might this coming week, they should. Frankly, uh, with Stellini going to be being out, right? Is he out or is he just going to get fined? I don't. <sighs> I don't know how that works. I thought I, I thought a straight red card gets you gets you banned for a match as a coach. I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it could be one of those situations where like they review it and they're like, "Well, he didn't really engage in it, so he gets no, he, the five. It Kind of like the Tuchel Conte handshake thing, where you know both of them were in trouble, but you know Conte escaped ban because he didn't instigate. Well, yeah, I mean, and we could talk about that after, but. um that that'll be a good actually to talk about for the next section, next segment. But um, you know, I just going back to to your comments about um about how we need an attacking midfielder out there. Um, whose whose system, whose setup system would be perfect for something like that? What 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 coach would you have in mind? that would use an attacking midfielder to feed the ball to somebody like Harry Kane. Do you, do you have an idea? Literally just about anybody not named Antonio Conte <laughs> at this point, Jose Christian Stellini. Um, I mean, frankly, I, at this point, I'm not even that picky, right? Like I just, there's one guy that comes to mind for me. Please share it with the class. Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> he does. I mean, listen, man, uh, Dembele, uh, Christian Eriksen were both like wizards, you know, in the midfield. Uh, uh, and 
they they were both responsible for for you know feeding Harry Kane. Harry Kane got fat on on a lot of their work, you know, in in his early to mid career, and uh, it, it 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 amazes me that Harry Kane has been able to do what he's done over the past four seasons, more or less, with um, Jose Mourinho, uh, Ryan Mason. Nuno, Nuno Espirito Santo. Nuno Espirito Santo. Um and and Antonio Conte. Um so you have Ryan Mason, you have a defensive uh minded coach who plays on the counterattack, then you have Nuno who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and then you have another not necessarily defensive, but more of a counterattacking coach. Um Harry Kane has scored a number of goals without without that attacking midfielder. He is so he is such an intelligent player that he's been able to overcome not having that creative midfielder to score goals. Um, and frankly, it's it's frustrating as a Spurs fan to recognize exactly what you're saying and know that our leadership has not appointed somebody to take advantage of that, really. Like, you're absolutely right. We've hired defensive-minded, counter-attacking coaches, and Kane has succeeded in spite of that. Imagine what he would have done if we had a coach who played with a legitimate attacking... Like, like imagine if Kane had a De Bruyne to feed him all the time. He could easily be putting up Holland numbers. I mean, oh, Holland's uh, a robot, but... <laughs> he is he is putting up Holland numbers, though. He's only seven goals behind him. Yeah, seven, huh? He could be closer if we actually had somebody to, you know, help him out a bit. But Holland, yeah, the thing is with Holland is that Holland scored friggin' like eight goals in his first three games, right? And he's since kind of slowed down. He's not scoring. He well, he scored like twelve goals in his last Champions League game. But um, <laughs> I think what did he score? Four or five fucking goals or something? Yeah, it, it was something it's just stupid. not fair. Dude's no, a cheat no, code. He, he has a cheat code. Um. <laughs> But you know, I the thing is, like, I I do love Harry Kane, and I and I and I wish him the best in the future. <laughs> you know what's really depressing, if you want to think about it, given what Kane has done for this club, imagine the state we're going to be in when he inevitably goes, gets injured, or just grows old and and retires. Right? We don't have a backup for him. We haven't had a good Kane backup ever. No. Yet somehow we continue, <clears throat> you know, it's going to bite us in the ass. I, it really is. Yeah. Unless, I... unless we recruit somebody after the fact to take over and it becomes successful. But do you really trust the club right now with recruiting talent? Cause I sure as shit don't No, We have a new guy coming in though. Right. Yeah, so, I'm curious to see what he does. Hopefully him taking some of the footballing operations away from Levy helps us. I mean, surely it can't hurt us anymore. Right, right. But we right. also said the same thing about Prodigy. You know, he's going to come in and he's going to take over some of the footballing stuff from Levy. And now he's, you know, banned. So, right. you know, I, I'm I'm not going to count my chickens just yet. It looks like a promising move, but, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, I do have another question for you. Do you? Yes. Um, it's a very important one, too. Oh, so you're the fucking host now. Okay. Okay, go ahead. 
Well, I don't think you could ask yourself this question. It would be a little bit weird. Um, oh, that's that's kind of true, I guess, maybe. We'll see. Just, but so the question I'm going to ask is this. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh, hey, Steve. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, now, you try it. You ask yourself that question and see how it feels. You know, what's funny is, like, I thought about <laughs> it yesterday uh, as I sat out by the smoker, uh, you know, patiently uh, watching my watching my ribs uh, and smelling that beautiful smoke. Uh, I thought to myself um, at 1030 in the morning, hey, Mike, what you drinking? Just asking yourself the question. When and uh, and I didn't say it out loud. A, a few beers later, I might have, but I did not say it out loud at the time. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it, it could have been a little weird. But um, today, um, I have this Harvest Ale. Uh, it's a barley wine. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's made. Uh, it's brewed in 2021. It's a uh, out of a brewery called Greengate. It's in uh, Middleton Junction, Manchester. Uh, that is not Ooh. Manchester, New Hampshire. That is a uh, Manchester, England. Um. So this is a it's a limited edition. Yeah, it was a it was a fucking pricey beer. It better be good. Uh, 10.5 percent alcohol. I'm not a giant fan of barley wines. Um. It's one of those beers that you have to have kind of a taste for. Um, it's 9.3 fluid ounces, 275 ml. Um, so it's got just kind of a boring kind of label. Nothing. It's, it's nothing, classic. It's classic it's a- and classy, I guess. On the back, it says uh, to celebrate 35th anniversary of our legendary Harvest Ale. Uh, We've taken some of our 2021 edition wort. Wort is the is called also sweet beer. It's called. Uh, it's before it ferments, and fermented it with yeast cultured from an original 1986 bottle. So they they took the yeast out of a bottle of 19 of beer from 1986 and uh, made their harvest ale recipe with that yeast. So it so said this method has added a unique complexity from this historic yeast that will continue to evolve as it matures. So uh yeah, this is a this is definitely gonna be interesting. This is a fancy fucking beer, man. Dude, this beer on Beer Advocate has some of the most tryhard reviews I've seen yet. Oh, here we fucking go. Oh. That didn't I mean pop. you got these people who are, you know, I, I don't know what these letters are supposed to be look aroma taste mouthfeel i don't i don't get it it's just most of these reviews are a letter and then an explanation um so barley wines are are, are an autumn beer they are they are like a typical <laughs> fall and winter beer you probably got a good one that you're gonna this i i need to ask right off the bat if this is true um this person writes, it smells like an old English farmhouse. I've never been in an old English farmhouse. Um, it does <laughs> it does smell farmhousey, I guess is uh oh my god, it continues. <laughs> so it says 
It smells like an old English farmhouse. There are years in the carpet, pipe tobacco in the air, cold dust by the back door, and age seeping deep into everything. That's a little fucking weird. Uh, so, it, I mean, so these are not actually, barley wines are not wines. They just have like, um, some wines that are like fermented fruit. Um, this is fermented barley. Um, it's barley wines. They're, they're like usually very, very bold flavored. Uh, they're super, super boozy. Um, they typically have like a really super intense, like profile, uh, taste, mouthfeel, all of that. Um, some of them are in, in, intensely fizzy. Um, and I think it's because they're overbrewed. Uh, you're getting such a kick out of these reviews. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I... but like, this is, this is a beer for like, kind of when it, the summer's starting to cool down, it, it's, it's a warmer beer, but um, I'm going to, I chose this because you told me to, um, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and drink this. I'm so glad I did. These are I put just... it in, I put it in a chalice like you're supposed to. This is fucking extra, man. <laughs> While you're drinking that, allow me to read this person writes M colon. I don't know what the N is supposed to be. It's as thick as it looks in the glass. If ever a beer needed a spoon, fine old silverware, if it please, my lord, this one is it. It's 100% true. It's really, it's really, uh, holy shit. Um, so. Barley wines I typically don't like. Um, this is going to skew my scale today. I don't like this beer a lot. You know, I usually give my ratings based on on how I uh, how many I could drink afterwards. Like, you know, how pleasant this is. This is a sipping beer. This is a beer that should take you a long time to finish. This is going to take me a long time to finish. I don't really like it. It's probably a very good example of what a real barley wine is. I just I don't think, like it. I think I found my favorite piece of a beer review that I've ever seen on this website. And it's just a comment from this individual who finishes their review with, I'm not a beer judge, so my ratings for attributes are really useless. Okay. I, you know, matter. That's the, that's the guy. That's the guy whose review you want to trust. The thing is, is that, um, this tastes like an old sock. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. I don't like it. Uh, it's like, it's like you're trying to suck on caramel through an old sock. Oh my God. It's not, I can't say that it's not good because I'm not an aficionado of barley wines, but I can tell you that um, this is unlike any barley wine that I've ever had. Um, It is, this beer is super complex. There is that farmhousey taste uh, that's probably to do with the old yeast. I don't fucking know. There's the the caramel, the deep, it it looks like a harvest ale. it has that nice golden, like old gold color. It's got that farmhouse aroma, so you know that that yeast is like is is well cultured yeast. Um, but fuck, 
This Dude. person describes the flavors as citrus rind, alcohol, tobacco, leather. I'm thinking more like, yeah, like chewing tobacco. You know, did you ever try like Red Man as a kid? No. <laughs> like Red Man, like actual like tobacco, like the leaf tobacco that you used to fucking chew. Like I've I tried now that I'm just a couple picturing, of times. Uh, the Sandlot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. So I tried it one time in baseball when I was in high school. Put a big, big old chaw in my mouth, and uh, and swallowed some of it. Like Ugh. I wasn't spitting prop, spitting it out properly, and like we were all doing it in the outfield. One of my buddies actually swallowed a whole fucking ball of it and got really sick. Um, Jesus. Uh, but he was a fucking lunatic anyway. Um, <laughs> he dipped. He dipped while he was pitching in high school. But uh, this is this is yeah. It, that's right. It, it's like dip spit. That's what it is. That it's, does not sound appealing at all. It's tobacco. It's tobacco spit. That's what it is. Now I can't drink it. <laughs> I feel. I. I feel it. Un, I, I don't like it. I, I, I feel it unfair to give this a rating because I don't like barley wine. Oh um, man, I man, I really wish Dave was here for this. <laughs> I think you want me to give it a rating on, on the. Bar- Dave, I think I think out of respect to Dave, we need to give it a rating because he would he would definitely hold you to it. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd be like, "No, wait, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute, man." That's what he would say. That would be his like, "No, no, no, wait a minute, no, no, no. wait a minute." <laughs> um okay um on the mic scale for mic only um i'm not saying don't go out and get this uh this uh jw lee's harvest ale 21 um on the mic scale though 1.8 i can't drink it i, I i'll give it one more shot Oh, absolutely brave. No, it's like dip spit out of a pumpkin. <laughs> Holy fuck, I can't. I can't do it. This is this is a rarity. It's not often we find something you will just refuse to finish. I think, what, Florida Man was the other one? Oh, that was fucking gross. No, I think I even finished Florida Man. Oh, man. Actually, well, now think... we, did, now did... we need the song. Oh, God. The song. <laughs> <laughs> um God, I've already done spill the wine, haven't I? I've, I've already done that one. Um what song is like dip spit to you? <laughs> oh god. Isn't it a, it's a horse with no name? Horse with no name. Isn't that uh, America? Isn't that what that is? Yeah, that is America. Yep. Yep. So we'll do that one. Going through the desert on a horse with no name. Interesting. Interesting choice. The first thing that came to mind um, when you said it tastes like dip spit was it's going to be Kid Rock. (laughs) Ball with the bar. Uh, but no, I, uh, I get it. All right, that's fair, fair choice. <laughs> I am I okay. That's just an unfortunate beer, I guess. 
you know, I, we're, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a special guest on. And uh, and I think he's graciously agreed to uh, to do this with me. Um, I hope to not have uh, as terrible a beard on my side, because um, I know he's probably going to bring it for this episode. So uh, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know who uh, should be sorry? J.W. Lee's. For making this, for for harvesting for harvesting yeast out of a fucking bottle from 1986. I was gonna say Dave for not being here to to rein us in, or alternatively Brian from Rhode Island for not talking some sense into us. But well, hey, yeah. this is what you get. This is what you Brian, get when we're left unsupervised. <laughs> that's true. That's true. When uh, when Dad is away, the kids will play. Um, Brian uh, Brian couldn't join us today because he had uh, uh had family commitments. So uh Brian's usually our our guy when we're in need. And uh you might see Brian also in a couple of weeks. So that'll be that'll be super fun because I'm gonna be uh you know at the house of mouse. So the house of mouse. Yeah, somebody will have to do the hey Mike. It's not gonna be it can't be Brian. He's he's hop adverse. Oh man, so it's either gotta be me or Dave. Maybe it'll be both of us. Maybe maybe Dave and I will will find a way to do a joint. That you can uh, do that because you. Dave Dave can rate uh his 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 Boda box or whatever it is he's got the box <laughs> fucking wine. Now nah, we'll, he actually we'll... pours it out of the spout box, right? Not like the actual like <laughs> so. little bottle little box of wine. You know, I went to as an aside. I went to college um, with. I'm going to continue uh, to drink this. That's. Hey, that's that's your decision, I guess. I went to college with this uh, this young woman who, one Halloween, went as bag wine. Um, that was her costume, and she literally just strapped a bag of wine to the bag with like a camelback uh, straw. Well, you, it was you, clever. Do you you do know that like inside those boxes, it's just a bag of wine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm. Going to an IPA. I can't do it. This is the Fair hazy. Enough. This is the hazy rays from Lawson's. Much better choice. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's just okay. This has been a uh, Hey Mike. <laughs> um, One point eight for the Harvest Ale from J W Lee's. J W Lee's. Uh, One point eight. The song was "Horse with Horse. No Name" by America. <laughs> Ah, wow. what a trip! Wow, how disappointing! <laughs> how disappointing! Much like that soccer game. Actually, it was, like... you know what? We got the points. That's all that mattered. We got the points, but it doesn't make me feel any better because guess what? Same eleven are going to line up um, in our next game. It's going to be just as painful to watch, and maybe we get lucky, maybe not. I don't feel good about that approach, but. That's just me, you know. How maybe other see, people are. How would okay. you feel about somebody like Bournemouth actually staying up and watering down the level of competition in the Premier League? I like Bournemouth. I I don't see them. Uh, yeah, I think they'll stay up. Um, I think they will. I I do like them. You know, they're they're. 
they're not a flashy team by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I, there's nobody on that team that I really just despise. You know, they're just kind of, they're, they're one of those teams that's just there, you know, they try really hard and it just doesn't really work out for them most of the time. Um, Yeah. They'll be there for like three or four years and then get relegated and then come back. And then, I mean, yeah, it's not like Norwich, you know, who don't look like they're going to get back up. But that said, you know, Bournemouth being kind of just mediocre at best. They're going to show up when we play them. You just know they are. They're going to bring it to us. It's it's going to be like the fucking Everton game. It's going to be like the Southampton game. We're going to waltz into that game expecting to get three points. And then they're going to turn into like fucking peak Manchester City under Pep Guardiola. Fucking everybody's going to be a De Bruyne and a Holland incarnate. They're going to have a brick wall in their goal. You just know it's going to happen. And then we're going to play like we're in fucking League 4, battling for for to stay out of relegation. With Wrexham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's it pisses me off. This entire season, it's like there's no game that I can really get excited about because it, it, it's one that I think will be comfortable for us. And the real pain in the ass about it is after Bournemouth we have Newcastle United and Liverpool back to back to back we are not going to be doing very well at the back half of April we desperately need to get three points on Saturday against Bournemouth and I don't even feel confident about that I really don't I think we'll get it at the end of the day I do think we're going to get the three points but if we ended up with a draw or with a loss I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Frankly, it, it, it feels deserved at times watching Spurs that they just give points away for bullshit because they just can't be bothered to do anything different. It's It really is insanity. But even if we squeak by against Bournemouth, you know, Newcastle are, are on a roll right now. United are going to be a problem. Liverpool, uh, that one... It's Liverpool, we're away at Anfields. That's that's probably going to be theirs for the taking. It's just, it's not a great stretch. May might even out a bit. At least we don't have any really difficult, quote-unquote, I mean, Aston Villa is probably going to be the most difficult game in May for us. And they're, they're, on, they're, they're on some good form right now, too. Yeah, but, man, it's all... I don't know why I'm getting so far ahead. We have to look at Bournemouth. Bournemouth, it, it's one of those on paper should be a win. But if we lose, I don't think I would be surprised. I'd be pissed off, but I won't be surprised. Um, knowing, I mean, knowing what we know about Spurs, yeah. Uh, if if you're talking Spursy, this has been the fucking season for Spursy, right? Um. That said, I think coming off a win um, against a, a, a good side, and I and I think like there were some good things that were done. Our counterattack was really good. Um, I don't think that Bournemouth has the firepower um, to to cause us really any issues defensively. But uh, on the other side of that, um, neither did Everton, and yet, well, that's the thing. On the other side of that is that. 
um, if we don't come up to play. Uh, I mean, it's a home game, right? So yep, home like game. if yeah, that's that's helpful. But if we don't come, if if Spurs don't come up to play that game, um, then you're going to have defensive breakdowns in the midfield, and that's where it's going to cause us issues, and that's where it's caused us issues all season because we have a defensive breakdown in the in the midfield. We don't have guys that are comfortable on the ball in the midfield. Um, Skippy tries, um, but he just. Um, he's had like a really good run of games, but he needs rest. Um, he's been asked to do a lot. Hoyberg uh, is getting worse with every performance because he he can't be rested. Um, we miss Benton Kerr. I think that Papsar is going to have to make an appearance at some point uh, for he an extended period should. of time. For an extended period of time, he's a guy who can who can distribute from the midfield. Um, Dude, when we had Sar and Skip playing side by side, I mean, they were good together. Yeah, and yeah. Sar doesn't really see the light of day. It's kind of frustrating. Like, really we've got is. the options there. They've proven that they're up to the task. And yet, we're, we would rather somebody tire themselves out and underperform than let anybody else get in there and take a shot. I would I would uh 100% allow it, it, just for this game just allow Dan Juma to play uh a little bit of left wing back just to see just to see it can't be any worse fucking because you know that at, at some point that uh Bournemouth is going to try and protect their their spot in the table and they're just going to park the fucking bus um and let's let's hope that that's not after some sort of bonehead fucking goal that we give up. Um, but we get over... Hugo tries to distribute the ball right into Eric Dyer's head and it rebounds into the goal. Dude, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I think our group chat would implode if that exact sequence of events happened. I think it would. And, and you've just basically willed it into existence. So thank you. Yeah, if if that does happen, I think I'm just going to turn the TV off and go outside. I, I don't know that I can recover from that. This Harvest Ale does not have me feeling very good right now. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Um, yeah, so let's let's just uh, this this kind of final sequence of uh, of discussion. Let's talk a little bit about um, what happened on the, on the sideline. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, I, I'm Deserby out now. He's kind of a fucking douchebag, man. You he are you are, is yeah. Like now knowing what I know, like he apparently was like he the Italian press had like made it out to be like some big thing. Stellini said something about how Graham Potter had brought the. T- team to where it is and then i don't i don't know i i didn't really read too much into it there was i think it was the athletic maybe who wrote something on it but um the italian press took that and turned it around and and fucked with the and fucked with the uh the quote and basically deserby just kind of read that he read he apparently the dude reads his own press he got pissed off at stellini said something to him pre-game and uh, it, it, he's incited the whole thing. The guy's been sent off what three times this year already? 
now. Four, I think. Four. Um, he's got a shitload of yellow cards. Like, he's kind of a fucking prick. And yeah, to me, that's I, just... I don't think I want him on I don't think I want him at my club. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of comes across as this dude who's just like totally insecure in himself and thinks that every little comment is like super impactful and meaningful. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what somebody else says. You're the one that's in charge of the club, right? Like you should know that the work you're doing is what is driving the success. Like if you're fucking nine games out from the end of the season and you still think that anything anybody says about inheriting work from Graham Potter is relevant, like, come on, dude. That, that's fucking childish. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that Graham Potter built the team. And I said this, I have been saying this the entire time that those are Graham Potter's players. Those are not Deserby's players. So he's doing the work with Graham Potter's players. Careful. Deserby's going to get in your face now. He's, he's going to find you specifically. <laughs> he, well, let him, let him come, let, let him come to my house. He can, he can wear his hoodie all he wants. Um, I just feel like he's a little bit of a prick and I don't want him at my club. Like, why would you, why would you fucking do that? Like, why would you, why would you incite something like, and and Stellini did nothing to stop. I I get that Stellini did nothing to stop his, his, uh, Ryan, Ryan Mason getting in Deserby's face. Um, (laughs) uh, Ryan Mason. twist. Yeah, right. Mason, Mason, Mason looked, did all that to get the reins of the club. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, I'll get, I'll get Stellini thrown out. Don't do anything, he says. Don't do anything. Don't move. Look straight ahead. I'll handle this. And then yeah, he just really go it. fuck yourself. <laughs> ah, Stellini's getting sent off. I'm in control. <laughs> um, and he still did what Stellini wanted. Yeah, well, uh, whatever. Um, but I just. Uh, Looking at that now, like, um, I'm Deserby out, like, and I don't know that it would actually like his system won't work. It'll be it'll 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 work for a little bit. It'll be like uh like Bielsa at at Leeds, right? It'll work for a little while. Uh, we'll be an attacking team. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. We'll lose fucking games like because our defense is fucking shit. Because that if if you watch that Brighton game, like I hadn't watched a lot of Brighton under Deserby. Um, I just knew that like watching highlights that he was fucking that was really exciting to watch. It is really exciting to watch, but it's wide the fuck open. We don't have the defenders to play wide open like that, do we? Absolutely not. <clears throat> nope, not a chance. No, I don't. I, I didn't think so. Um, we don't have an, we don't have attacking midfielders to play wide open like that, do we? No, no. absolutely not. No. So I mean, it might be fun for a little bit to watch, like for a few games, but you know the chickens will come home to roost on that. And I, I just don't. I don't know that the Serbia's the right guy. Um, I agree. I I, I don't know. I, I keep I keep falling back at Pochettino. I know I kept on, I, I always said that dad's not coming home. You know, he's gone out for cigarettes forever, but you know, uh, I'm just, I'm preparing for the worst possible appointments. It's inevitable. Uh, who's, anyway, who's, 
Jesse Marsh cannot cannot come to to coach Spurs uh, because he's getting a job somewhere else, isn't he? No, no. He, I guess, did not want to go to Leicester. Leicester signed Dean Smith, I think. Oh, I didn't see that. Jesus Christ. Pretty we're recent. Get, then we're getting then we're getting uh the bad guy from a vampire movie or a bad guy from James Bond movie. Yeah, pretty much. Uh Brennan Rogers is coming. <laughs> God, I hope not. Anyway, um so that, that's how I feel on the Deserby front and with with what happened, like like if he comes, he comes, but I don't think it's gonna be exciting. And I, I don't I, I think it'll be exciting at first, but it won't. It won't get us anywhere. It won't get us back to Champions League. Um, I think the prospect of making Champions League is the only thing that we have right now going for us as as Spurs supporters, and to get uh, and f- for a club to get a new a, a new great manager. We can only hope. Yep. So, I guess that's uh, that's my final thoughts. What are your final thoughts, Stephen? I can't wait for the season to end. Uh, not because I'm excited for the last few games, but because I just want the transition to fucking happen. You know, I'm tired of the, who are we going to get? Which manager is going to come? The inevitable, oh, so-and-so turned down Spurs because of Levy. I'm already sick of all of it. I just want to like, you know, like in FIFA where you can sim to the end of the season and then start, <laughs> you know, right at the transfer window. <laughs> that's that's what I want. Like, let's just skip everything else, get our new coach in, and then go to day one of the transfer window so I can start speculating about what players or formations are going to be best for us. Because, you know, like I've said over the last few weeks, I'm just, I've I've chalked the season up already. And it's just exhausting to watch at times. So I, I'm looking forward to moving on. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, I'm still going to root for Spurs. Absolutely. If they somehow scrape their way in uh, to at least a European spot, like Europa League is like still in question. I mean, there are teams that have fucking, I think there are, there's a team out there that has, oh, it's Brighton, isn't it? That has like three games in hand or some shit. I think they have two now, two but now? because we beat them, um, so it's basically like they need two wins. It needs so it's like one game in hand, yeah. Um, so I mean, is what it is. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, we got three difficult weeks uh, ahead at the end of the at the end of the month. Um, May looks promising, but. Uh, I mean, until then, we never know what's going to happen, but we'll still have to root on our team. Uh, you know, I think I am. I know I am. I'm taught them till I die. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, leaving here, uh, what do you have to say, Steve? On behalf of Dave and Ryan from Brian from Rhode Island, don't be an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, I would like to say to everyone, be safe, everyone. And kois, 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 kois. See you next time. Oh, you stopped.